0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Season Gaming Big Cast, episode 145, and it's going to be a big one this week. We have an awful lot to talk about for obvious reasons. Uh, The big news, of course, is everything going on with Xbox and Bethesda, so we're going to cover every detail of that, uh, from the exclusivity to Game Pass to engine tech to IPs, everything going on with it. So we'll, we'll dive deep on that here shortly. We also got some news on uh, Halo Infinite, some new details. We've got a, a cool-looking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game we need to talk about, and uh, hopefully a uh, uh, an update, finally, on Dying Light 2, as well as uh, all the things we've been playing. So, um, going to be a fun one. Thanks for tuning in. Let me, of course, first shout-out to my partner in crime over here, Scrum the Monkey, uh, this week, which is apparently your Sea of Thieves pet. Is he yes. well-behaved? Is he cool? He just
1: sits there, man. And like like if you look at him from like the backside sometimes, it looks like he's, you know, playing with the scrum. But, you know, for the most part, he just kind of sits there. You know, I can pick him up and put him in other places. But he does his job. He's a no. monkey. I mean, as long as he doesn't throw shit at me. I, mean, I don't ask much. I'm a very simple man.
0: So <laughs> he doesn't do that. We're good. See of Thieves is still rocking, man. Three-year anniversary, actually. Yeah, man. That's um, awesome. Which is crazy to think about. It's hard to believe that game's been out for three years. But anyway, cool, man. So uh, joining us back again is Mr. Nicholas Downey from The Gaming Perspective, also a contributor over at Windows Central slash Android Central. How are you doing, man? It's been a while since we chatted.
2: Yeah, it's been a while. Glad to be here. Glad that I can uh, torture Dan for another day. So (laughs) it'll be a good
0: day. That's always a good day, right? Always a good day. Absolutely. <laughs> and I didn't say it officially, so we'll say it on the show, but congratulations on the uh, the job, man, and the, uh, you know, getting it right over there. I know that's been a passion of yours for a while, so it's awesome to see. Yeah,
2: it's it's wild. It's wild that I'm now being paid money to write about Bethesda, so that's exciting. That's awesome. <laughs> and just so we're
0: clear at the start, you're not getting any money for talking about Bethesda today. So. today. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're essentially a non-profit over here at Season King. <laughs> no. All right, and joining us for the first time, which I'm happy to say, is one of our friends of the show, a big supporter. Uh, you know him in the community, of course. I know our community knows him. Mr. The Darge Knight himself coming to us from across the pond. What's happening, brother? Oh,
3: thanks for having me on, Ains. It's... Um it's one of the shows i've been watching for a long time now so i'm happy to be on here not a lot happening though mate i'm uh, got nothing for you there on that front but uh, just <laughs> gone back to work over the okay. last few weeks I Ain't had a lot of time to do a great deal of gaming but uh yeah no good i'm happy there's some good topics to talk about so yeah let's get stuck in
0: yeah man yeah yeah and it's uh it's an interesting time i think outside of everything we talk about here in the gaming community right a lot of people Heading back to work, things changing based on uh, the pandemic and everything going on. So it's been a weird time, I think, for a lot of people. But um, yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about some more exciting things here on the gaming community. So before we do that, though, I welcome back, Nick Darge, man. Anytime we have a first-time guest, we've got to uh, we've got to talk about your kind of gaming history and your loves. Uh, we've already heard that Halo is your favorite franchise, so that's good. <laughs> We're off to a good start there. Uh, <laughs> but seriously. Uh, Give us a give us a quick backdrop on uh you know what got you into gaming as a kid or if it's more recently and uh you know how you kind of get got to this point.
3: Yeah, I've, um, you know, as a kid, like we, I come from like a working class background, like single parent and all that stuff. So it's like you kind of got what you could get. Um, so like the first system was a um a master system uh and then it went on from there to the mega drive playstation one stuff like that so i've always sort of had the consoles um but yeah games like tastes and stuff i'd say like resident evil on the original playstation um the wind walker zelda game on gamecube yeah yeah that a lot really like from the 360 i was still like super casual But like from the 360, I sort of played more sort of story games, did like a Bioshock, Dead Space, you know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I just uh I yeah, I'm I'm quite casual. I was like mainly a call of duty FIFA football player for the longest time. That was kind of all I ever wanted to do online um but yeah like since talking to like dealer colt eastwood and rand and all those guys they kind of give me shit and uh he ended up playing like batman uh, the arkham trilogy stuff like that um yeah i've missed out on a lot so like some of these remakes like mass effect or like remasters rather it uh, gives me a chance to kind of go back to them you know
0: yeah yeah that's fantastic man and there's nothing wrong with Call of Duty and FIFA, man. They kind of drive the gaming industry as it is. So <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh Gaz in here already getting rowdy. I see you guys. Hey, SG crew, good to see the box eater torch on the show. Gaz, calm down, man. Calm down. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's man. too early. It's too early for that. Hey, we're we we appreciate like, the super chat, man. Thanks we're for like stopping. Five talking. minutes in. I know we're five minutes in. That's Come on, guys. Awesome. Give it, give it, let us warm up at no, least.
1: No, this is good. <laughs> this, is how, this is how you wake my ass up
0: just get, <laughs>
1: just get in there with all this stuff man we got rum we got box eating you know we bring you everything really yeah that's yeah man yeah that's why you're here
0: no doubt no doubt darge all right give it to me man hey i see the uh the mini darge over there yeah that's like this is like
3: the phone in my side <laughs> she, uh, yeah um like i say things have been wild over here for a while so i've just recently gone back to work um i haven't been able to spend as much time with my kids so this opportunity like basically she she came around tonight and then i said oh, i've got this thing to do just let me do it and she was like yeah and we're five minutes in and she's already in here so yeah you <laughs> probably
0: see a bit of her a- no worries at all man completely get it so um so what's your uh, if you had to pick favorite franchise slash game slash platform, kind of what's your favorites all time in the in the gaming space? So favorite platform would be
3: Xbox, okay. definitely. Um I remember when I first got the Crystal Edition uh original, um the offset uh, analog sticks, uh stuff like that, just like just really like the feel of it. Um yeah. so that that would be platform. Um, throughout all the generations of Xbox um, games, always sticks in my head is just the like the first Bioshock game. Yeah, uh, as, as a story and the mechanics of it, you know, the shooting with the ability stuff and that. Um, yeah, th- that game always really stands out. And like I say, the Arkham trilogy, um, okay, as well as you know the combat style, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, they're 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 good games but like you know gaz knows like i haven't played a lot of games i haven't played halo you know stuff like that so i'm still you get to experience those types of games but yeah those bioshock is always the go-to i really enjoyed that game
0: you're speaking to dan now definitely actually you're speaking to all of us i think all of us here are diehard bioshock Lovers, so
1: pretty much no halo. Uh and bio no, no. you notice yeah. you
0: notice he hasn't played Halo, so right. it's to come. It's to come. Well, maybe <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: we'll see what happens.
0: We'll see what happens. But yeah, yeah no, Bioshock One is legendary. Oh, uh, I think one of the one of the greatest of all time, yeah. in my opinion. So and I, yeah, uh, that's cool, man. So uh yeah, great to have you on. We already said that. Um, right. but let's let's get into it, man. Love to see everyone in the chat. Shout out to everyone. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're just we're just getting ramped up here because we got a lot to talk about. Um, obviously, the big topic is Xbox and Bethesda, right? So in fact, really, when you kind of look through the week, there wasn't even a ton of news um, or big topics outside of Xbox and Bethesda. They kind of stole the show for the whole week. So First, let's uh, I kind of want to break this down into sections, guys, because there's like I said, there's an awful lot to cover. So let's let's keep it one by one here in the sense of let's just start with the easiest thing, which was the roundtable show they did on Thursday. Was it? Um, And, uh, you know, a little little type of different show. Right. We're not talking about big news or reveals or trailers or anything, but it's more about getting the leadership of both those organizations together and just kind of having an open chat, uh, sit down and chat about what's to come and, you know, what their feelings are, including Bethesda, of course, I'm being acquired by Xbox. So um, just wanted to hear your thoughts on, on what you thought about that. Do you guys like that kind of presentation? Do you enjoy it? Does it do anything for you, or could you not care less? Anyway, open to anyone. Nick, I'll start with you, man. Um, I
2: don't know. I like it a lot because there's a lot of gaming history, so to speak, between Bethesda yeah. and Xbox. Like, it's always been, like, a pretty good open relationship. And I just... There's something about Bethesda that I've always liked in the terms of their leadership. Their leadership is incredibly likable. Like you start talking about, you know, Pete Hines, you know, Todd Howard. They're just really interesting personalities. Like Todd Howard portrays himself in such a big way, but the guy's only like five foot three, I think.
0: (laughs) And he's got a good sense of humor. And yeah. Oh
2: yeah. Like it's just it's always great when you see business types just relax and enjoy and talk about, you know enjoying the things they do it gives it a lot less this is just a corporate deal because at the end of the day it's a corporate deal but there's humans behind that corporate deal and as we saw with the passing of Altman uh, there a few weeks ago the culture at Bethesda is incredible And they have built something that a lot of people care about. And there's a lot of people that care a lot about what they do within that studio and that publisher as a whole. So it's really exciting in the future to see Xbox's new culture that's been brought by Phil Spencer and company merge with the already pre-existing Bethesda culture. It's just a really exciting time, honestly.
0: Completely agree. Um, and it, yeah, it was kind of sad to see Altman because Altman, I mean, when you really think about it, you know, what he did and what he built changed the industry. So, um, and he seemed to be a very kind of likable, passionate person, um, which we always talk about in this big industry that's growing exponentially year over year. As there's so many billions and hundreds of billions of dollars out there, you're going to get more and more corporate presence, right? And with that corporate presence, people like, you know, like, um, What's the guy at EA, um, the new CEO, the young guy at EA? I can't oh, remember Oh, I
4: can't
3: remember. Wilson. Andrew, Sank,
0: Andrew Wilson. Yeah, but he'll talk on a stage, and I'm like, this guy is a suit through and through. Like, you're, you're doing nothing for me right now. Uh, whereas someone, like you said, like a Pete Hines or uh or Todd Howard can speak, and I'm engaged. You know, I feel like uh, even Phil Spencer do agree. I think that's one thing I like about Phil Spencer is, you know, yes, he runs <laughs> – a, a huge organization he has a ton of responsibility and he's a very much a businessman at heart he knows what he's doing for the business but he's also a gamer and you can tell he actually plays games and enjoys games and has been around games and uh you know there's a very big difference in those two things in my opinion <clears throat> darj what do you think man did you enjoy this is this kind of thing you watch and get into or not really
3: um no i think like <clears throat> it's good to it's good to do it you know and send the video out so everyone kind of knows how happy everyone is with the deal. But I think like what the bigger thing was for Microsoft is like the whole up in the air thing with Bethesda and kind of like the um, exclusive thing and everything else. I feel like they've, I think they're like, they're shaping the industry, you know, like with the way it's going with like Game Pass being their, their baby now. So yeah. I feel like they've called this together. They've got like one of the biggest publishers they've purchased and I feel like that they've done this presentation. Obviously, it was a very small thing with Phil addressing the exclusivity thing. Yeah, but they've done that as if to—it's it's more like a big pro for Game Pass. You know, it's like you know we've we've bought these, we're going to make these games better. They're going to be through our service. You know, it just sends the message. You know, yeah. Um, and also, it's like you know all that gatekeeping stuff. You know, like if if they'd have just gone, just put a blog post out and just gone, yeah, they're exclusive from now on. Whereas they've addressed it in a way where it's not the end of the world you know you can just use game pass however you want to use it whether it's for a browser later down the line or a phone and you still get access to those games so yeah. yeah for me personally you know it was it was all right watching it um but i didn't have a problem with it now nah.
0: okay yeah um yeah and well we're going to touch a lot on exclusivity in game pass i mean game pass is <laughs> If you weren't already aware that Game Pass is the future for Xbox, you should be by now. Um, and if you're not by now, then, I don't, you know, you're, you're probably a lost cause in understanding what's going on. Um, I was going to shoot this over to Scrum the Monkey, but... I'm here.
4: Good?
1: I'm here. I swear to fucking Christ. You can't get one goddamn fucking one minute, you know, just, like, stop. You know what I'm doing. I don't need to talk to you. We've talked all week. I don't to talk to you for fucking the fucking two hours. I guess. Okay. Come on and talk about games. All right. Anyway, yeah. All what right, are we talking calm about?
0: It down. Calm, bring yeah. it back in. Bring. I'm it back good.
1: In. I'm good. We're gonna have some words later. That's <laughs> what's gonna happen. Anyway. By
0: the way, before before you go off, Dan, yeah. uh, I don't know if you saw uh, Sicario's giving you crap in the chat here, Darge. I don't know if you want to respond to this.
3: He's um, he's a sort of. Friend of mine, he's leaning more the other way at the minute, but um, he like he likes to flirt with me. Um, I like I like it, you know. As long as I can please people one way or the other, you know, that's, that's um, it,
0: man. That's I it. Mean. You got his attention, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Dan, go ahead, man. You did you uh, you watched the round table What do you think of it?
1: Yeah, I watched some of it. It was just kind of one of those things where it's just like, yeah, okay. I mean, we all kind of knew what the news was, you know. it wasn't like a huge reveal by any means. At least to me, as far as what it was supposed to be about generally. It's like, hey, we acquired Bethesda. We knew we were kind of doing that back in November. September. Yeah. September, whenever the hell it was. Right. So it was one of those things that I was just like, okay, cool. You know, just give us some solid concrete answers. I kinda of like that format. It kinda of, it's just very casual. It's very yeah. relaxed. Sit down, you know. So as far as that goes, I think it was fine. You know, it was kind of nice, you know, kind of jumping all over to different studios and, you know, having them in there and it's it's right. I mean,
0: yeah, I know that I, you know, we talk about all this stuff all the time. I know you prefer like, just show me the show me the game, show me the video, show me the gameplay. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm all about, give me what I want, you know, <laughs> now instead of talking about it. All
0: but right. By the know. way, uh, what's going on Z black, Darren, Walt, Mo, everyone in the house. Love to see you guys. Thanks for coming out. Um, we're gonna, Dan. We're gonna see you get slapped like fork here shortly. No. I
1: mean, <laughs> you know what would be and, cool though, like if you if we somehow got it to where like you could reach out and like I was on the correct side where you yeah. can like you know a hand would like just come in from out of nowhere. <laughs> no, she's gone. You know, but I mean, Jesus Christ, man.
0: <laughs> all <laughs> like, right. Like literally
1: two hours a week. That's all I ask.
0: Leave me alone. <laughs> um. <laughs> so let's talk about um. Let's talk about Phil's answer then. I know that's a bit, that's a big topic. Um, and it's been a topic all across and I, you know, it's kind of weird, right? Cause it, at some point you get tired of talking about it and hearing about it, but you can't not address it either. Um, so the, the big question was always exclusivity and, and what that looks like, what the plans are for the Bethesda IPs and everything else. And I know, Dan, we've talked about this at length prior. We've given a lot of comments on it and the, uh, the, <laughs> The quote that people call me out on is that I said, you know, a lot of people were saying that uh, Xbox didn't spend seven and a half billion to put games on PlayStation. And I said, it's kind of a stupid statement. Really, they didn't spend seven and a half billion to lose money. Yeah. Um, and so what we knew and what we've talked about previously was that Game Pass is the future of Xbox. It's It's been apparent for a long time now. Um, and I think what this statement does of Phil coming out and saying, look, which was a very I don't know if you guys felt the same way about it when he said it. It was a very fill statement. It was very calculated and precise uh, about it. He had obviously thought about the words he was going to use there um, because what he essentially did simultaneously is by saying that, you know, there's contractual agreements. Obviously, there's games that exist now as a service, ESO, those types of things but future Bethesda titles will you know, play best on Xbox and they're gonna be in a spot where Game Pass exists. And that's essentially a way to satisfy your hardcore Xbox fan base, right? Because what they're hearing is they're exclusive. Um, and at the same time, he's leaving that door open uh, as the growth occurs and Game Pass expands globally. He's leaving that door open to say, it's not that you might not ever play these games on a Switch or a Nintendo platform or a PlayStation platform or a Sony TV or whatever it may be. It's that if you want to, you're going to be signing up for Game Pass, wherever that entry point is. And I thought it was a very – I thought it was a great answer, um, but it's definitely calculated. And um, so that, 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 that that's what I thought on it, and it's clear – It like I said, I've said it multiple times, it's clear Game Pass is, is it. So – um, Nick thoughts on this, man. I'm sure like we, we joke, Nick, this is Nick's third show in what four days. Yeah. So I'm sure, uh, there's been a lot of Bethesda talk for you already and I'm sure you've touched on this, but uh, give your thoughts to our, our, uh, our, audience, brother.
2: Well, so the thing that I really enjoyed out of this, because I was always on, this is going to be Xbox game pass ecosystem exclusive. Yeah. That's the way the is going to go. And that's just the way it is. And people, the biggest criticism people always had was well, 50% of all of Bethesda's sales up to this point have been on PlayStation. So why would they just give over, you know stop getting 50% of that money? Well, the answer is Xbox Game Pass engagement's insane. Developers put Game Pass on there, like developers want their games on Game Pass. We interviewed an indie developer on our show on Tuesday. And he stated that it is the dream to get on Xbox Game Pass because your game gets so much more exposure, does so much better, and more people are playing it. And you can even see that now. You're seeing people with – I'm going to use Prey as an example because that is a
0: game.
2: Yes. Finally. But everyone's jumping on board of the train. They're like, this game's amazing. <laughs> I know. Where were you three years ago, you asked the yeah. game is, is
1: so fucking good. It but, just drives me crazy.
2: <laughs> but but here's the thing with this, though, and this is the beauty of it, because we have a lot of gatekeeping in terms of, you know, well, where were you? You know, we make jokes about it. where were you three years ago when this game was great, right? yes But the thing is, is like I'm one of these people. I don't care if I played a game in 2002 and you played in 2020. If we can sit down and have the conversation about how great that game is later then that's a win to me. And I think that's the biggest thing with this Bethesda acquisition that people are missing is not only are these games, you know, exclusivity doesn't really matter. I've got my PS5 next to my Xbox Series X. They don't fight usually um, until they get a little drunk (laughs) on Saturday nights, then they get a little fisticuffs. But but the overall thing is, is like all these games we're going to see more of. There's a lot more risks that these studios can take. I will take, you know, if – For example, if you're one of these people that's on PlayStation only and that's your thing, I respect that. But if you sit there and if you love these games, you will go out and spend $300 on Xbox Series S and play those games. Because at the end of the day, if you love these games, you'll play them wherever they are. Great games are regardless of the platform they're on. I've been buying PlayStations for the games they've had for eons, and I've bought Xboxes for the same reason. Nothing has changed, essentially. It's the same thing as if you're a Final Fantasy fan. You're probably not buying an Xbox first because, you know, you're a second-place citizen to Square Enix. And that's that's just the way it is. And that's just – people have to get over that hump. Like, the reality of that Starfield or Elder Scrolls Six not being on your PlayStation, that could be a reality. But – it's not like the Xbox ecosystem isn't easy to get into. Correct. That's kind of the great thing. It's like Phil says, you know, we all, it's better when we all play together. That doesn't mean he's going to support his competition. It means that the Xbox ecosystem is more accessible to whatever you want it to be, whether it be through your mobile device, your PC, or your Xbox. That's the brilliance of their approach. They don't care where you play as long as you're playing in their ecosystem. And I think that's the main thing people are missing is like Xbox would absolutely put Bethesda games on PlayStation if Xbox Game Pass is on PlayStation. Correct. And that's the power move because Phil's going, if you've got it, if you've got Xbox Game Pass, you don't have anything to worry about. Yep. So it puts PlayStation and Nintendo in the situation of hmm, do we allow it on our platform, et cetera, et cetera. Will it happen? Probably not for years, if ever. Yeah. Um, but I will say endlessly, if they ever got Xbox Game Pass and xCloud onto Switch, Yeah, that's a dream. Yep. But yeah, all in all, it's exactly what needed <clears throat> to happen, and people just need to be excited about the games and stop... Uh, hand-wringing over, you know, oh, no, Microsoft's buying up the whole industry. It's a monopoly. <laughs> oh, no.
0: The people it, yell it, monopoly have no concept of this industry. <laughs> I, I can't
2: stand, especially there's some people within the industry itself. Yeah. I won't name names, of course, <laughs> but there's people that will champion Tencent cent buying and investing in every studio in North yep. America and Europe. But the moment Microsoft buys Bethesda they're like, "Oh no, we're getting close to a monopoly. Stop." Stop <laughs> the handwringing. It's it's annoying.
0: Yeah. Nick, you 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 crushed it. Um honestly, everything you just said is right on point. Um it's exactly that as we keep saying it. And and to your point about engagement, I'll start there because that's where you started uh, mentioning it. And, and Todd Howard even said that in the roundtable, right? He said just imagining that these games like a game like Fallout 4 that's been out for years now is suddenly going to see an influx of millions of new players. is just incredibly exciting for developers, right? Um, and I can only imagine, you know, the, some of the developers at Arcane have to be paying attention to all the uh, attention that praise getting now. And, and it's probably just got to make them feel great, you know what I mean? Cause they pour their hearts into that game. It's a tremendous game. And uh, now they get to see all these new p- people uh, loving it, which is fantastic. Um, what was I going to say? Your points on uh, our game pass are exactly right. And the question, I think the counter that people I've seen anyway to that uh, about game pass kind of being that entry point and to your exactly right saying it's accessible is the point I keep making about this whole thing is that this is only the beginning. Um, you know we haven't seen the true fruits of Game Pass yet. As much as we all love it already, it's not—it's nowhere near what its final form. Right? It's still—it's still growing. And, and Xbox is positioning Game Pass eventually. And I know we talked about this last week too, Dan, about it being indispensable. It's going to come a point where if you're a big time gamer, there are going to be so many big IPs and so many big games on Game Pass that it's going to be hard to ignore. Um, and Xbox is going to be fine wherever you want to play those games, as long as you're entering the Game Pass door, which is exact, exactly the point you just made.
2: Yep. Uh, wait till X- wait 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 till Outriders hits Game Pass Day One. People are going to lose we, their
0: mind. We were going to touch on that. We were going to touch on that. I <laughs> uh, let me get these super chats real quick, Darge. Uh, Z Black, good to see you, man. Time for Dan to come to Canada, Dan.
1: I mean. I think Bill Burr said it best. I mean, people think that there's some kind of imaginary line, right? Where, like, you go up to Canada, everybody's drinking syrup and riding around on mooses and shit. It's not, I mean, it's basically America. Right. So, oh. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just higher. Whoa, whoa, with whoa, free Nick, you just made
2: Nick I mean, back
1: up. I mean, there's chair. nothing. I mean, there's, you you're still got a bunch of people up there that, you know, I think he said, you know, there's still a bunch of white people that are up there and they're, you know, just as racist as the people down south. It, you know, it, it's nothing. I mean, I love Canada. Don't get me wrong. You know, because I love maple syrup and mooses and also <laughs> Nicholas because he's from there. But, you know, it, it's, it's, I'm never going to Canada to live there. I would, you know, I barely, I'm in Kansas, so I'm basically like in a less frozen Canada. You know, that's basically (laughs) what we are.
4: There ain't much here, dude.
1: You know,
0: that's what I'm saying. Hey, I mean. Yeah, I know. you're. I'm not debating with you on it. Uh, (laughs) Graham, thanks, man. Uh, Pray for life. Don't listen to Mr. Badbet. That's facts. That's facts. Don't listen to Mr. Badbet. He don't know what he's talking about. Thank you, as always, Graham. Uh, good to see everyone. Chat Bomber in the house as well. We need see. We needed to have him too, to get the legendary beard on here with Nick. Outriders, the Game Pass one can hope better than Anthem. Okay, calm down. Okay, right. Outriders, maybe we'll see.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's free, maybe if it's free, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll you know, see. We'll see. But yeah. thanks,
0: man. Appreciate it. Right. All right, Darge, man. Um Everything we just touched on, right? So the the play being Game Pass, the whole exclusive. Future titles to Game Pass as a service, wherever that resides. Um, Your thoughts there, comments, whatever you want to add.
3: Because they've completely changed it, so to speak, because obviously exclusives before were console, like hardware exclusives, like console. You had to go and do like three, four hundred quid to get in those exclusives you know yeah whereas with this game pass angle now you know by the time microsoft roll all this out whether it's through browser like i say mobile phone console pc you know yeah. cloud all this different stuff even though they're exclusive they could cost you like 10 i don't know what the price difference is over there but like 10 pounds a month to access those exclusives i admittedly you're streaming them unless you're doing it through pc or console um, but they've, they've changed it now. So theoretically, even though Bethesda games are exclusive to the Xbox ecosystem now, um, it doesn't mean that they've gatekeeped them away for hardware sales or stuff like that. And I feel like that's the way yeah. they're shaping, like the way it's going to go. Like there's a reason that Sony signed the deal with Microsoft to get into the Azure network because they, they knew it was tried and tested and that's where it's going. It's a whole reason Google have sort of shit, like sort of backed down a little bit because Microsoft have made a statement on what it's going to cost to get involved. If you're going to want to get involved, and Google have a long history of talking, and then when it comes down to it, they sort of go, "Nah, it's, it's not for us." <laughs> it's a big, it's a big bill. Don't get me wrong. Like Bethesda is like high up, you know, in the publishing space. Um, but, yeah, content is always going to be king. And even when these services start going proper everywhere, um, exclusives are going to matter, you know? So, yeah, Microsoft are obviously shaping the way it's gone or is going. So they've decided to get one of the big ones first. And obviously, with regards to Xbox, obviously when Microsoft are backing them up as well, they can do it like since this Bethesda. I mean, it's probably all wash anyway, but you're hearing... Are they gonna purchase EA? Are they gonna purchase Ubisoft? Are they gonna purchase like you know, these are these are huge publishers, yep. you know, like and developers, you know? Um, so nothing's off the table. So yeah, this is this is the start. It's a good start as well because I'm like I think the acquisition in regards to the engines that they've got and yep. everything else over there at Bethesda and the games that they make, I think they're a really good mix for yep. Microsoft. So I'm interested and like in that little roundtable thing, they was talking about how like machine games would help out Arcane and and they and they'd do all this stuff between them. Now with the Xbox Studios like the Coalition, you know, Playground, everyone else, they all sort of help each other. It'd be interesting to see what games come of it in, you know, three, four years time or whatever. So yeah, I, I um, Game Pass is is setting like it's setting the landscape of the way it's going to go. You know, yeah. it's it's a case now Sony have got to catch up. So
0: yeah, I I think you nailed some good points there, and and I think you're right about. Uh... I, I said to our SG chat the, yesterday, actually, that we're, we're witnessing an industry shift before our eyes, right? There, there's these points in time throughout the gaming industry where things have shifted. Um, and you can kind of point to those looking back. The NES obviously changed the industry. I think the PlayStation 2 changed the industry. And there's these points. And I think Game Pass is that at this point in time. It's shifting how we think about accessibility to games, which Nick touched on. And you as well, Darge, in the sense of it used to be you have to go buy the new console and now you're playing these exclusives. But like you both said, um, they're going to be exclusives, but it's to an to an entry point. It's an ecosystem. Um, I'll probably drive Dan crazy because we've been using hashtag ecosystem for like a year now talking about this. But it's true. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's engagement and ecosystem. So, um, yeah, very good points, Darge. Dan.
1: Yeah, so I mean we we've been talking about this since September. So like any of the news, well, I mean it didn't really surprise me because you know we said it several several times, you know, they're gonna be they're gonna make the best decision for them, you know, based on what's gonna make them the most money. This is what they think it's gonna do it. Get them in the game pass, push for the service. Great, you know, i have no idea. You know, but you know Phil does. You know, (laughs) we we always say yield to the people that you know have been in this business. You know, and and I will. You know, and and up until this point, you know, both of us have kind of said, you know, you know, this is what. Pay attention to what was said, not what you think it means. You know, not. It's
0: just. It's just know what is said, not what you want to hear.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this is fine. You know, like I said, I don't give a shit because I am in. Game Pass for 18 years from here on out, you know. (laughs) I think we're all
0: in Game Pass almost permanently at this point. Right,
1: right. yeah, we've got, you know, I'm I'm still in my dollar phase, you know, until like, (laughs) I think June 2022, you know, we had like three years, whenever the hell they released it. Um, So it doesn't, like, none of this matters to me as much as, you know, now I need to see the results of what this is going to do. You know, I want to see You know what these these collaborations can bring about i want to see you know new games i want to see you know like the fps boost you know that we're going to be getting you know that's going to be great about it yeah i mean i'm pumped about one for sure but you know i mean and everything else i mean i just i'm i'm to the point now where you know i've I've said this before you know i worry about one consumer me that's it you know Anything else, like, you know, no offense, but you guys do your thing. I'm going to do mine. And as long as I'm getting these games, like, for instance, you know, we celebrate these 20 games coming to Game Pass yes. You know, yesterday. Fantastic. I yeah. own all of them. Yeah. So this does zero for me whatsoever. But it also makes, you know, also adds value to the service, you know, immediately for people that either, you know, don't own those games or have never played them. Or people that are coming into that ecosystem yeah you know fantastic for them you know yeah. but i mean it's about right for for me so it, it's 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 great but now i want to see results yeah i've been, actually been wanting to see results for like four years but <laughs> you know and i know they they you know you can say whatever you want oh it takes time it takes time you know what i've seen what these studios could do you know i mean it's not like microsoft just came into money yesterday you know a lot of this stuff could have been done a long time ago uh i think but with that being said give me some shit give it to me <laughs> you know what that's uh, all i want now
0: yeah fair enough fair enough um hey, nick you're getting picked on in the chat brother because i think you fell asleep
1: he did nope can't talk to
0: no i am not lady said send coffee Hey, man. That's, that's, it's this my soothing of, voice this chat's that's out of control it, today man <laughs> that's because gas is in it i know gas is riling everyone up which i, I appreciate i appreciate, like, honestly. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> good to see some new faces in the chat as well so uh thanks for coming by so yeah you touched on it so i'll tell you what we're on game pass let's talk about it so you guys think uh the tease from game pass is outriders launch and day and date in game pass
1: Unlikely, only because I haven't bought it yet. <laughs> had I purchased it, it would have one hundred percent. And it had been non refundable, it would one hundred percent be true. Actually, so I announced I no it idea. the day
0: before, all the yeah. pre purchasers are not. Well, you
1: know, it, when you when you sent me that thing, I was like, man, you know, last time they did this shit was control when he kind of let the control was coming to Game Pass slip, and then well, that I was Phil's comment, though. That now, was this Phil's is the comment, right? Game
0: Pass account, this,
1: this, right? So. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, if it, you know, because because that always confused me when when like it just didn't come after he said it. So I was like, man, I wonder if they're pissed <laughs> because he kind of took down some of those, you know, those those uh, order numbers or you know the the amount of games that they you know actually paid for instead of getting it through the service. So you know what, that's fine. You know, just bring it to me. I'm not yeah. now. I'm definitely not pre-ordering it until I see some results. So We'll see what's happening.
0: What do you guys think? Nick, I know you brought it up a bit ago here.
2: <laughs> yeah, so th- there's one of two things this is. I've got two theories on this. Outriders is obviously the most the uh, most obvious one because yeah. it, within that email tease, they basically took the store description <laughs> yes, they from Outriders and put it yeah. in the email. So that's yeah. one thing. But if I want to put on my big brain hat, for a minute, there's a game that's going to be coming to uh, Xbox Game Pass when it launches, and that game's Stalker 2. Um, which is going to be a big deal when that happens. It's not happening anytime soon, but there was the first game in that series, which also, you know, figures a beacon and anomalies and everything else. So there's part of me that's like, it's definitely like I'm 90%. It's outriders because it makes a lot of sense. That game is not statistically doing well. Pre-orders are low. I've heard tons of information from people I've talked to that the game is just not doing the gangbusters. They thought people can fly is small. And I really think, Outriders going on Game Pass is smart because I don't think Square Enix wants another Marvel's Avengers because that game is just a disaster.
0: Yeah. And I
2: think they want to, you know, you, they, you need to have that player base there day one and Game Pass gives you that player base. Yep. Um, but there's also part of me that hopes that they just stealth launch a console port of Stalker on Xbox and just absolutely mind screw me. But they said new game and stalker is anything but new. So That's when Outriders true. drops on game pass, I'm going to have to hit up a couple of my friends that were like, well, I'll subscribe to game pass when they start getting triple a games day.
0: one." <laughs> and, uh, I'm pretty sure Outriders is a triple a game. I'm pretty sure Dan has said those exact words. Although well, he's I'll, been I'll say it, I'll time. say it every
1: single, like if I had not paid a dollar for, you know, I mean, it really, it translates into more of that because you had, you know, you, you transferred whatever it was. For me, like I said, I don't care about everybody else. Like I haven't gotten those, you know, big big games yet. Yet, you know, just like that, I've been wanting. It's just like, oh, First Party, sign me up. Boom, 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 Wait a minute, where the fuck are the First Party games? See if these, one of them, ended up buying it later on down the road. But that's fun, you know. And then Gears of War, which was a weird one because I bought the console, got the game with it. You know, I'm wondering, like, are these games, you know, because what they did with that one, they got the we got the, like the super deluxe ultimate, ultimate edition, right? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they're going to continue to do that. I hope so. Down the road, I hope so too. Yeah, obviously.
0: Yeah. Uh, by the way, Kev, what, what Kev, it, it's a Fallout hoodie, man. I know, I know the colors are bright, but, um, you know, it's a Fallout hoodie. I figured I never wear it. I haven't worn it, and I don't know when the last time I wore it was. But I figured today was the day. We're going with it. We're going with it. And by the way, you certainly don't want to see me break dance. That would be horrendous. Darge outriders man you you try it you interested you see this uh game pass tease no nah,
3: i haven't uh, actually i'm actually looking for it now but i can't find it but no nah, i haven't i've seen them doing before you know, these tease things um outriders uh asa from game on daily did a good uh analysis video of yeah it, which i watched yep. and uh yeah, it didn't, like didn't grip me from what I see. I haven't played the demo of it, so it's not really on my radar. So if, um like, what Nick's saying is right and the um, pre-orders are down and there was the opportunity to do that kind of deal, it kind of makes sense for everyone because it seems – I mean, it's just me, you know, like, I ain't everyone, but, like – it seems like a game to me. That's more something that you'd be more inclined to get through a service like Game Pass than actually drop, especially after the Anthem thing. I come up for Anthem badly. I paid sixty pounds for Anthem, played it for about six hours, yep, and oof. was like, "What's happening?" And <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't get rid of it, and I literally never booted it up again. Like oh, oh, man. you know, mm. like it's just. Um, like Jar Sicario recently, those kind of live servicey games don't uh, don't usually get me. And uh, he, he was sad about the division two, and I was like, from what I'd heard, I was like, nah, it's not for me. Like, no, nah, it's crap. It's dead. It's blah blah blah. And he convinced me to play it where well, he bought it for me, and um, with the Warlords DLC, and yeah. I got sucked in hard. Yeah, right? and I actually really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the yeah. shooting in that game. Um, but it's that in-game thing with those games. Is like I went back to Destiny not too long ago. And for me personally, it's very repetitive, you know. But I know that that's like a hot topic, you know, like some <laughs> people love it still. And it's each to their own. But Outriders, from me, my perspective looking at it, yeah, I would be a lot more inclined to try that game through a service like Game Pass than actually shelling out £60 yeah. for it to be trash again.
0: So you're, I mean, you're basically making Nick's point from an anecdotal perspective, right? Is uh, I saw some notes, especially from people who know uh, online about this as well, that pre-order numbers are far below what they were hoping for this game. So, um, yeah, I mean, depending on what obviously those types of deals run monetarily, you know, financially, I guess between Xbox and the the publisher and Square Enix, I guess we'll see. But that would be uh, that would be a big get, man. Um, I think that would be a big win for the game and the community. So I hope so. All right. I figure we might as well touch on that while we're talking about Game Pass, but let's uh, let's talk about some other things uh, relating to Bethesda. And I know uh, Nick touched on some of this, but I think what's really interesting about the Bethesda deal is the shared kind of tech that they're getting. And the, you know now you've got everything under Xbox and everything under Bethesda working together, and all the the you know all the people behind that. So uh, in particular, Phil actually called out ID Tech Engine, which is you know obviously what runs Doom um i think the interesting thing about this engine i was talking to carl um who writes for season gaming and and knows the details of the stuff a lot better than i do um but you know this this has a a vulcan history here it's not even really made to it's very different from say like an unreal or uh uh you know something that runs with dx12 and all that so i think it's uh the concept here and what's possible now if you think about the multitude of engine tech they have across these studios, um, the multitude of uh, experts, you know, obviously working on all these things. And now the IPs that you can kind of cross over between these two things. You know, I was joking around the other day, uh, obviously knowing that I'm a Halo guy, but joking around the other day, like, what happens if you actually took a, uh, another part of the Halo lore, like a different Spartan set or a different character? and put that in the ID tech engine and made the game play like Doom, but from a Halo perspective and you're a Spartan or something like that. And I think the possibilities here for crossovers and just expanding upon all of these IPs in unique ways is one of the most exciting things about the deal for me. I mean, the possibilities I think are even more exciting than just, you know, getting a, getting Elder Scrolls in Game Pass. I mean, that's that's awesome, don't get me wrong, but what could potentially come from this is much more exciting to me. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, we, we talk a lot about it, right? We always talk about what's like the potential. Again, show me the money. That's basically what I say to this. Um, I don't know a whole lot about the tech side. And so, no, but I mean, you know, forget that. Right, like, the details. the Orion would, like, tool said.
0: Like, like I read what would you like to that. see from a game perspective? Like, if you could, if you think about all these characters, all these IPs, you know, what what's your dream kind of game that Bethesda and Xbox could make together?
1: Pray 2. <laughs> I mean, literally. That's Fallout Vegas too. I, I right, Yeah. I, I yeah, yeah.
2: Something,
1: something like that. Like I don't. I'm not. You know. Give me something solid and good. You know. It could be a sequel. It could be. You know, a new IP. Like you know, when Starfield comes out, just make it good. Right. That's the biggest thing. I don't want to jump into a. You know, the Bethesda buggy mess that you know Elder Scrolls was, or or Fallout Four was, you know, or Fallout Seventy Six for God's sakes. That was a disaster, but you know, I mean, just just use these these studios and 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 make you know. I I I know games are going to have bugs. I totally understand that. Just don't make it mostly that. (laughs) (laughs) Make it you know. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. There's a kind of a little bug here. Oh, this guy's clipping through a bush. I I don't care about that kind of garbage.
0: Just give me you know some solid like. Here we go. Here we go. Now see. Now I'm talking. Now, now we're thinking Halo, outside of the box. Fear, no, you know, come on, no. Elder Scrolls Halo. No, man,
1: I mean, I don't even know how that no. would work.
0: <laughs> Next, like, no. I'm just saying right now, no, cut no. it, absolutely not.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: As, I mean, Steve it, Black, thanks I mean, for the super chat, man. I'm pretty sure I've known Downey for ten years. All right. Ten Maybe years. Yeah. Now. I don't even. I,
2: I don't even remember five minutes ago, nonetheless, 10 years. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> appreciate
2: that.
1: You know, you I you
0: always think, appreciate the support, man.
1: What Elu said, you know, it's like a bold move that I want good games. But, I mean, <laughs> based on what we've gotten, you know, within the last year or two, I mean, it's it's really not a huge ask, you know. I don't want a broken-ass game coming out that I'm paying 60 bucks for or $15 a month for my subscription service, whatever that may be.
0: Yeah. yeah. Just wait yeah, mean, right I mean, it's 39.99. Right. Yeah. yeah. Let's do that.
2: But yeah, but, and see, I'll... I think I think the most exciting thing to me that people aren't talking about is like I like getting wild and weird with this stuff. Like, yeah, everyone's like, I'll just scroll six, launch you on Game Pass. Like, that's the big focal point a lot of people yeah. are talking about. For that me, just saves me
0: a little bit of money. I want to see something yeah. crazy.
2: Like for me, you've got In Exile with Brian Fargo, who created the original Fallout games, sure. He's one of the creative minds behind the original Fallout games. You own Obsidian, who made Fallout New Vegas, which was one of the best Fallout
0: games. Yes. And sure. now
2: you have Bethesda who made Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 and Fallout 76. You have all of those under one umbrella. Yep. Make something with that. I want to see In Exile Obsidian and uh, Bethesda cross pollinate and compare notes and just make an RPG that's phenomenal again. And like you're talking about the tech, like people really do not understand the miracle that is the id tech engine. Like, <laughs> right. like that took the VCR 2013 Xbox One and made Doom Eternal run at a locked sixty. Like. <laughs> That is witchcraft. I don't care what anyone says. That is witchcraft to what they can do with that engine. And it's because they know so much about it. It's very much the same with, uh, if you want to do a comparison, it's very much like Guerrilla Games with their own in-house engine as well. Yeah, Yeah. the Decima engine. They know every inch of that engine. They know they can do specific things in that engine. And what they can bring with that engine is incredible because – I said back in 2019, Bethesda will get bought by Xbox. And people laughed at me because they're like, well, why would they just buy them for just the games? I'm like, well, they're trying to build game stacks. So they add in-tech to game stack. You're talking, that's that's good money right there. You yep. talk about the Orion tech they debuted at, you know, E3, yeah. where they're talking 19. about low yeah. latency streaming technology. And everyone's like, why is Bethesda working on low you know, low lag streaming technology. Why is that something they're focusing on? Are they going to have a streaming service? What are they doing? And now, with that acquisition, it's just a lot of smart moves all consolidating together because but without a doubt, now with the acquisition of Bethesda, Xbox is the place to play Western RPGs and first person shooters. Very true. Period. End of story. Wolfenstein, Doom, everything else is multi um, you start talking RPGs. You've got Wasteland. You've got Fallout. You've got Elder Scrolls. You've got Fable. You've got – you, the list goes on Yeah, out on of worlds,
0: on. avowed. I mean, new yeah. IPs. Yep. Yeah,
2: like this – people don't realize that this generation is going to be the renaissance of gaming. This is going to be, to me, is going to be people's 1997 through 2004. That's what this is gonna be. like for context, like so so many of the best games ever were released in that seven year period. I could go on for days about that. We're heading into another period like that and it's really exciting.
0: Yeah. Great comments, great comments. and it's funny because I was telling someone yesterday, actually I wrote an article in like 2017 about the golden age of gaming and it feels like I'm gonna be rewriting that soon. Um, because we we just are coming to that stage to your point. And and as someone like me who loves FPS games and loves Western RPGs, like I am I'm beyond excited at the potential here. Um, because you nailed it between the creators, the IPs, and the tech, I mean it's unbelievable what they have the potential to create. Quake
2: when Quake When. Come on, <laughs> Click Doom 2016 Quake and I will, I will, I'll buy everything. I will even game pass it. I will buy everything full price. I don't <laughs> even care.
0: <laughs> Darge, man, what, 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 uh, you know, what we're touching on here, exciting, man. Is there anything like uh, that really excites you here or anything that you'd want to see if, uh, if you could just go to Phil and say, hey, make this. What do you want to say?
3: Hmm. Nah, I just, like, um. for me, like, with Bethesda, I'm not, like, a big Fallout player. Um, okay. I, I sort of, actually, Rage, I can't remember Rage 2 when it came out, but I think Colt and that was telling me to play it. Yeah. But I feel like something else came out a week later or something, I dropped it, but I was actually enjoying it. But, I, I, yeah, I don't like, what I want is that I want the next Doom game, because I've really enjoyed the rebooted Doom series. Um and you say <clears throat> about the engines and the tech and everything that Microsoft have acquired, but then they've got this slip space engine that we haven't even seen yet. And ain't it? Ain't it meant right. to be like the most expensive one that they, oh, they've chucked loads of money into building it. I don't know Took if that's true million. or not. Yeah. yeah. But it'd just be, um, I mean, yeah, i all this Xbox have no games and this whole like narrative of like 60, 70 rated games and that. I mean, they're they're really getting into a situation now where they're not going to have any excuse for it because the the talent that they've acquired, the artists that they've acquired, you know, everything now It's like you say, like it should be a really good time coming up with the games that will end up flowing out. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm more, like you say, I'm more... Also, actually, I'd like to see him do, like, Tango, do a new horror front, like, new IP, though. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because I've actually dabbled with The Evil Within, and I, I like it, but I've, I've never it's finished it. Good so I've got to go back to it. Yeah, yeah, and it's, like, obviously, it's that Resident Evil sort of setting, like, because, obviously, he was the guy when he behind it.
0: Shinji McConaughey,
3: um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's exciting to see what they're going to... Obviously, it's going to be that thing of, like, we've got to wait, you know, like, we've always got to wait for everything. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, like you say, you just look at the... They don't give you a roadmap. But, like, just even before Bethesda, like, avowed Hellblade 2, you know, this, 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 this. is all coming. Like, this yeah. is all going to start flowing, really, from Halo Infinite onward. There might be a bit of a gap again, but once once it starts, like you know, you <laughs> we like I was thinking earlier, like back in the day, we're spoilt for choice now with the amount of games 100%. that come to us anyway. Like yeah. there's like literally a triple A AAA banger every other week or at least once a month. You know, like yeah. back in the day, it didn't feel like that with Game Pass, for example. Like the money that you put into that sub. Like, you're well going to get your money's worth out of it. And that's without any – like, obviously, they've got that partnership with EA Play, so you get those games as well. That's without anything else that happens further down the line. Like, it's um, – the content is going to be good. Like, there's no way that the games are going to instantly just turn to shit because they've got Xbox at the top of them now, you know? There's no, there's no way. Well, I
0: think so, I, I, to your point about Wade, and I know Dan and I talk about that a lot is, you know, we've been talking about waiting for that cycle to begin for a while now. And I think, um, as you also just said, Darcy, there's no roadmap. And I think that's I actually see that as a positive. And the reason being right is it does feel like for once they really are giving true creative freedom to these teams. Uh, um, and when that's happening and obviously the pandemic's one aspect of it. But you know, developing the types of games we've all said is that we want them to be quality out of the gate. We don't want yeah. these buggy launches, right? And it yeah. takes time. Everyone knows it takes time. I
3: make mean, um, I mean, like just cutting in, like, you're exactly right. And like as as gamers, like obviously we all like we all want games, you know what I mean? We can't wait. Yeah. But like just going back to Prince of Persia, that remake, yeah, the Sands yeah, of Time, yeah, yeah. Now, I I really enjoyed that game on the 360 back in the day. So I was excited for this. Yeah. When they did the uh, reveal trailer for it, that looked like absolute garbage. Yeah? <laughs> and if we didn't if we didn't pop up and allow them to take more time, they'd just release it. They'd take your money. You know what I mean? So giving dates and roadmaps and that, you're right. <coughs> just let them get it ready. Yeah. You know, I feel like there was a lot of pressure on Halo Infinite. Microsoft yes. like knew it. The pandemic hit. And they were like, we got to get this out. And then when they showed what they showed, but at least they listened instead of going, just take it, you know?
0: Yes, exactly right. Uh, It's the smartest move they've made with that game. And we're seeing the fruits of it, um, which we're going to touch on here shortly uh, on Halo Infinite New Details because they sound pretty amazing. Um, But, yeah, you're exactly right. I think, uh, you know, once – Dan, and you you and I have touched on this many times, but once once that cycle begins where you're getting those games every month, uh, big AAA games every few months – Um, once that it's, it's a snowball downhill, it's not going to stop at that point because you have too many developers, too many studios, uh, you know, it's just that cycle is going to be amazing to see. So, um, yeah,
1: That's, that's really the thing, you know, make it indispensable for gamers, you know, and, and you're good to go. Yeah. You know, we can, you know, I know there's 200 plus games on there right now, but I honestly couldn't tell you what the last one I downloaded was, you know, I mean, as much as I, you know, Think it's a good value. Sorry, got kind of a footage, um, <laughs> but uh, I, I think you know people are going to find value on it. You know, I, I think once those, you know, you're getting three to four big AAA games from these big studios, you know, then you know at that point you're going to be like, okay, you know, you can, you have to have this. There's no, you know, not having it. You know, you'll find a way to play it. You know and at that point you know i, I do i think it's going to go to these other systems i doubt it but you know we'll see you know just it, it's going to be humongous yeah it's just it, i understand it takes time it just sucks because we've been saying that for like 10 yeah, years yeah of course of you know?
4: course
0: i think the uh the conversation we don't have to stay on it but the conversation about game pass going to other platforms be it other consoles is a whole nother conversation and you know i think that's going to evolve. I think at this point in time, it's too early to have that as a serious conversation. But I think in time, over the next few years, as this, as everything we've talked about continues to evolve, um, that conversation will get more pertinent. (laughs) Um, And they're they're just depending on what comes next for those things.
1: I think by that point, right, that we get to that point where somebody's like, oh, yeah, you could put it on our system or whatever. It's going to be on TVs where you're going to just be able to stream it. So yeah. you don't even need a system. So Correct. it's not even going to make a difference whether they put it on a PlayStation or a switch because, you know, it's, it, that's basically you're creating yourself an extra step, assuming that you have the, you know, the good internet to, to run it. And, you know, once we hit that point, I think it'll be kind of, I think that'll come before everything else myself. So it's going to basically
0: make it, you know, the argument mood
1: at that point. So, yeah,
0: well, We'll see what happens. You know, yeah, you know I've been preaching that stuff for a long time. Right. Um, or
1: you go out and you buy a dongle or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Dongle, hashtag dongle. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> dongle. All
0: right, man. Xbox and Bethesda. So we've kind of covered each of the major topics there. Anything else you guys want to add before we jump over to Halo Infinite?
1: Uh no.
0: All We're right. Good. Let's move to Halo Infinite then, because I know uh, Darge mentioned the Slip Space Engine, which again is kind of, it's an interesting thing in and of itself. I mean, it was built by 340, 343, good God, 343 um, from the ground up for the future of Halo, right? And we've been told definitively that Halo Infinite is a foundation. It's not just a game. It's the foundation of what's to come for Halo in the future. Um, and, you know, they will expand the Halo universe through Halo Infinite, hence the name. Halo Infinite, but uh, like we've seen with other kind of major engines and slash open world partial engines that are built uh, for this type of uh, specific title or universe, I'm sure that among all of the studios and everything we just touched on with Bethesda, uh, there's potential there to be used for different things, right? Or collaborations to be used, things to learn. So um, it's really, really incredible when you think about it that way. Um, But what I wanted to talk about today were the new details of halo infinite and did you guys did you guys read through these or check these out i know darge and, and dan i'm probably talking uh to some to two guys who probably don't care as much so i'll start with nick here nick <laughs> did Good you call. uh did you read through these details and watch this uh kind of um, interview with these five team members from 343 yeah i did What what do you think man
2: i think it's it's so funny because Halo has always been this conflict. It's, a, it's always been in an inner conflict with its fan base because you've got <laughs> half the fan base that's like, no, I just want you to keep copy and pasting Halo 1 and putting a new number in front of it. And that's why I love Halo. And then you have another half that's been saying, we want something different. We want you guys to take risks and do everything else. And I think they're taking a lot of risks with Halo Infinite. The kind of like hub world, open world, the day night cycle, how it affects missions and everything else. There is so much interesting things that I never thought I'd see in a Halo game. Like, these yeah. are things that I never went after playing Halo 5. They're not things I went, you know, Halo needs to do this. <laughs> it's things they're just like, oh, that's really cool. You guys are really trying to do something different. And yeah. I really like that because, like, my only qualm with Halo as an overall whole is especially when you play the Master Chief Collection, you very much feel how little evolution as a whole the core loop has yeah. to it. Like, yeah, everyone like likes to yell about sprinting and ADS and everything else, but <laughs> you're all wrong. Um, no matter which opinion you have, you're just wrong. Um, <laughs> but no, Halo, Halo Infinite is going to be... I think it's going to have I – w- I was going to compare it to the original Destiny, but I didn't, I don't want to have the same result at the original Destiny at launch. But it's going to be that big of an event. Like if everyone remembers when Destiny released, everybody yeah. was just like, whoa, it's a new b- FPS from Bungie. It's doing all these weird things. Because a lot of the things Destiny does as a standard now, everybody does. But when Destiny first came out in yeah. 2013, 2013. yeah 2013 it was mind-blowing some of the stuff they were doing and i think that's going to be the case with halo infinite they're doing a bunch of stuff that maybe other developers kind of touched on but they're doing it in their own way just exploring a world in halo versus playing a linear level is going to be really exciting to me
0: yeah um yeah me too i mean i i kind of watched the whole thing yesterday and caught up on it and typed up some notes and stuff and so you know there's a lot and we you can find the full list on our site uh if you want to know all the details from the video um but let me just touch on some of these right so obviously it's a full world a ring world it's called zeta halo as you can see right now uh it has a full day and night cycle with weather patterns um things like wind and fog systems um it's an open world design uh but it's not they said it they weren't going for the whole kind of open world tropes that you see in other games where it's like, you got to pick up materials and do crafting. And uh, there's no weapon upgrades because they just said that didn't feel like Halo. Like, you know, people with all these custom assault rifles, like that's not Halo. Um, But they said, you know, there's, there's some really cool stuff in here. There's a lot of wildlife Uh, focus was bringing the world to life with unique animal (laughs) behaviors. Um, The open world design was meant to be, feel like an expansion of the large halo missions so of course you know there's certain missions in each halo game that feel kind of more grandiose um and they said so it's it's uh the open world design is connected these locations are connected so like you could be flying over to a mission over here and you could see a stronghold over here and see a base over there and there's going to be all these things kind of going on around you Um, and they really wanted uh they said one of their biggest priorities was player agency. So being able to discover things on your own, there's no invisible walls here. One of the things that drove me nuts about Days Gone, among the many, is like you had to explore that world through a specific path. Like there could be a hill right here and it's like, oh, let me just jump up that hill. Nope, you got to go all the way down here and around and down and down to get up there. And it's like, that doesn't feel like a real world to me.
2: They forced you to use that motorcycle no matter what. You yeah, no, even if you didn't want to. That.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 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 Um, so this sounds really cool. And they said there's you know, a lot of biomes. And if you think about it, it they designed it after the Pacific Northwest. But within that, there's wetlands, there's swamps, there's high altitude, there's war-torn areas. Um, and then each of those have like a sub, which is more relevant at times to either the Covenant the Promethean or the Banished, uh, which are all three very different things from a design perspective. So um, yeah. And they they said that even the sky box, like the actual sky is fully 3d rendered um, and will change at certain times of the day. And they said, it's even possible for the ring to eclipse the sun. And it almost does like a blackout midnight on the, while you're playing. Um, So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff like this, all the cutscenes they said, you know, if you know, like if you liked what you saw in God of War, Uh, You're going to like it here because all the cutscenes are not pre-rendered or pre-scripted. They're all real-time, in-engine, and whatever's happening in the world around you when the cutscene occurs is what's going to be happening in the cutscene. Uh, What weapons you have, you know, if it's nighttime or daylight or whatever. And it's just, I could go on and on, but a lot of these things are very, very exciting. And I think to your point, Nick, the response I've seen traditionally from Halo fans is, (laughs) is almost a war within the community of, you know, you've got this huge split of what people want to see. But I think uh, they're they're doing probably the best job they can possibly do here of mixing old with new and kind of bringing everyone on board to the idea of what Halo Infinite's going to be.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. I think that that's one of the biggest things is I think there's always been this war about, you know, what we want from Halo. But I think the Halo community as a whole has just kind of come together and go, look, we just want a good Halo game, no matter what that means. And I think that's a really important thing that's been, you know, from the feedback they got when they did the reveal and everything else. I think that's been a primary focus is just making a Halo game that they can call their own
0: and, you know, make um, as many of the fans happy as they can. Yeah, 100%. So we, uh, Kev's asking, Darch, did, did we miss your abs? You changed your shirt.
3: Oh, mate, I was, like, fucking sweating in here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like being in Vegas or something. I, was, I had to go to the toilet as well, so I was, like, <laughs> change your jumper. Yeah, uh,
0: it's um, –
3: I was asking, Kev? I'll send Kev a
0: okay, follow. Yeah, yeah. slide into his DMs real quick when you get done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. good to see you, man. Good to see Fonz really gaming, stopping by. Good friend of the show. Appreciate it, man. I'm usually asleep. No worries, man. No worries.
1: If, um, I, if anybody wants to see my ab, then <laughs> let me know, and I will slide into your DMs. <laughs> it's pretty spectacular.
0: Be, be real. Give me one second. Then I'm blocking you real quick. Hold on. Okay. Okay, thanks. Uh, (laughs) So Darger, Dan, if you know, I don't know if you read through any of these details. I don't know if the concept of what they're doing with Infinite interests you more from a campaign perspective than my maybe prior entries. Um, But I think there's I think there's a lot from what they've talked about here that is going to just create a more. kind of a broader gameplay experience that might pull in people who previously may not have enjoyed Halo as much.
1: Maybe. I mean, I mean, that's, you know, we kind of talked about it last week, I think, where I said it was kind of, you know, it sounded more like a God of War, you know, hub world kind of, you know, with these different places you can go. I, I didn't know anything about the cutscenes and whatever. That's cool. You know, we've seen that in, you know, in, in Ghost Recon Breakpoint where, it glitches out and these weird guys just kind of show up in the middle of
0: cutscenes. <laughs> totally
1: unintentional, I'm sure. But
0: well, are you really comparing breakpoint to infinite? Come on. Yeah. Stop it. Well,
2: actually, yeah. no, no. to Dan's point, I really want to see a grunt running in circles in the background. Just yes. that a very serious <laughs> <laughs> kind of scene. Exactly. <laughs> the grunt Absolutely. just sitting there with the the plasma grenade stuck to his hand. Yeah, running yeah, in the running at and you and you blowing like up be in. <laughs>
4: see
1: bring in the good parts of these games and you know kind of smack them all together i'm just excited that i can kick somebody off the ring um that would be cool you know i I don't know how that's going to work exactly um that's basically what i'm going to do i'm going to find the edge and then that's where the entire game will take place for me like if you need to come (laughs) talk to me about some kind of story progression i'm over here yeah you know and then i'll just like 300 everybody (laughs) <laughs> <The entire thing.
0: laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's i think one of the real interesting things here too it says obviously there's bases outpost missions everything they said the game also has, has the ability to react to player decision making so they said the goal is really to provide uh, gameplay and calendars based on what the player is doing at the moment so they they gave an example of like uh you're going to a mission on foot right and you're headed over there but then you jump in a wasp which is a small flying vehicle in halo um they said, like, it, the game has the capability to recognize where you are in the world and that you're in a wasp and present kind of a random encounter that is fun to play while being in a wasp, um, which is kind of interesting, right? Because if you think about the vehicles, you know, across Halo, there's many uh, kind of notable ones and, and different gameplay scenarios that can happen with those. And they also said there's, there's like legendary or there's kind of a special weapons hidden all throughout the world as well. Uh, and if you know the lore of Halo, there's tons of, you know, like named weapons that were unique to mm-hmm. certain people. So, um, yeah, I think they're just it sounds like it's going to be not even touching on multiplayer, of course. But it sounds like the campaign you're going to get a lot more gameplay time out of than you maybe did in some of the past games. If you were just yeah. a one and done campaign. Guy. Yeah, I, it's maybe. interesting,
2: too. It's interesting, too. The one thing that really interests me about that whole, you know, in it encounters change as you know the way you approach them is i'm starting to think we're seeing because i know everyone's getting tired of it but we've always seen all these smaller games they're procedurally generated like yeah. you know, like like uh, dead cells and things like that where it's procedural generation, the levels are always different, et cetera, et cetera. But we're watching the developers now use procedural generation not to change the map or change the landscape or anything, but change how the encounters and how the AI reacts to those encounters yeah. within what you do. And I think that's a really interesting part of procedural generation that we haven't really seen a lot of yet. And I think that's something that's going to, it's going to set a lot of games apart from each other if they figure out how to do it right.
0: Yeah. I think it's more impactful in certain games specifically, for sure, like this one probably, than the world design, right? Because yeah. if you're – at least in my experience, it's hard for a procedurally generated world to have the same feel as when a designer gets to set up the world that they want you to experience, right? Yeah. Um, now, but if you make an interesting world and throw in random – you know. Chaos that can ensue, that's a lot more interesting to me. So, yeah, yeah I-
2: like, like, like if, for example, like say you're running uh, a sniper rifle and a DMR. and you go to approach a stronghold and say a far cry like game it would have a bunch of foot soldiers a couple lmg guys and you could just pick them all off clear the camp without being seen and away you go but if this game adapts in a way where you know you're talking like you go to the stronghold and oh there's jackals with snipers counter sniping you the entire time so you have to change up as you play that's something if that's what the kind of encounters they're talking about that's really interesting it could be really cool to experience
0: yeah yeah no doubt i feel the same way so yeah so Darge, man what do i have to do to get you into a halo game today
4: no, long game I, pass. I
0: got um
3: gaz <laughs> little gaz um little gaz yeah little <laughs> oh. he um yeah he gave me a lot of stick um so I said, all right. So I installed the Master Chief Collection. Um, went to the first one, and even though like they've done great work with like, you know, like remastering it, so to speak, making yeah. it a bit better looking than that. Yeah. Gameplay wise, I'm like Halo. Oh, I'm, is I'm very suffering
0: dated
3: nowadays. Yeah. I'm, I'm suffering, but one thing I will say, like, I can see it in the chat. It's a huge franchise, and and. It's like you know, people discussing all what three four four is saying and that, and that's good. Yeah. Um. But f- uh, for me, obviously, like someone without too much of it, that what they showed at that showcase, gameplay wise. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I said, I love Doom Eternal. Don't don't twenty sixteen the the like the movement with the grappling hook, this sort of stuff. Like I'm like, yeah, give me that because I because because it looks fast. It looks like. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a good game. Um, they've had all this time uh, to polish it further and improve it further. Yeah. All these all these updates that they're putting out and that, like, for, they're for you guys, you know, to get excited. But for me, I'm <laughs> yeah. just like, just give me the game and, and then I will, um, I'll play it. But like I said, um, I've said to Gaz and that, Halo is such a big franchise that it's going to get the most um, critiquing I think when this this game comes out, like yeah. with that extra time that it's had and the fact that it's Halo and a new engine, everything that, that's gone into this game, it's gonna get judged hard. So it yeah. has to it has to like, as you'd say, knock it out of the park, you know? Yeah. But um yeah, I I'm, I'm definitely playing it. Day one. That's why I'm trying to catch up, you know? Um, yeah. so I sort of know the story. Because Gaz is like Gaz is like Mr. Halo. Like, okay. he, he uh, yeah, he, he gave me a lot of stick for not playing those games. <laughs> so, yeah, but I'm looking forward to it.
0: Cool. Yeah, I think I'm just going to leave little Gaz here up on the screen for a while. We'll just there let it sit Gaz. there, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it,
4: man.
0: <laughs> he, knows, yes. he knows what he is. He knows what he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's the little guy with the big personality.
1: <laughs> there you go. Well, you, you guys talk about, like, all these things that are, you know, Potentially going into it, you know, and and again, I don't worry too much about it, but that's a lot, you know, and I hope they they make it to where everything works together and seamlessly. Obviously, that's the goal, you know, but we saw what happened in December, you know, and I don't want that to happen again, especially with a series that's so beloved as Halo. You know, you do, do what you can. You delayed it. Good call. You know, make sure we're good to go. You know, and yeah. it sounds like they're cutting back a few things here and there. I don't know what the elite stuff was with the and no dual wielding no, and stuff. Don't, like were people mad? That. That's I don't not even know cutting what the hell that back.
0: is. It's just that that speaks to Nick's comment about I don't Halo, if it's don't. ever been in a Halo game ever, there's gonna be someone that bitches it's not in the next one. Mm, <laughs> Halo
2: that. Reach was fine, it didn't have dual wielding. You will survive. Yeah, I
0: mean, you know. I never I didn't
1: even know what the hell it was. No. I mean, I know what dual wielding. I didn't know, you know
0: playable much. elites is just like in in Halo Three multiplayer, you could um, you could be an elite instead of a Spartan model. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So what was the problem? That's with it. That?
2: It's that's that, 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 that that's the thing with Halo. The thing with Halo is Steel Halo fans are, are so picky about certain aspects. that three four three had to list those things because if the game launched and they didn't mention them, they'd be like they they do the whole nasal thing they do. They're like, um, excuse me, um, where are my elites in Halo multiplayer? I'm really mad about this. I'm gonna talk gotcha. about on Reddit.
0: That's, <laughs> yeah, that's all they do. Don't pay any attention to that nonsense. Fantastic. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, playable elites and dual wielding aren't a big deal. In fact, you know, I don't know about you, Nick, but dual wielding in and of, in and of itself is almost, it, it. it doesn't do much. It never did much for me. I mean, it's like, it's almost like a gimmick. You know yeah,
2: I mean? yeah. Like I, I never. I there was very few times in Halo, especially multiplayer, where yeah. I was like, "Yeah, dual wielding's the key." Dual wielding outside of the Wolfenstein games by Machine Games, dual wielding typically doesn't feel that great in most games. So like, yeah. not seeing it is like, yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Um, yeah, whatever. I, I just make sure these things work together. That's what we're you know. Yeah cohesiveness is what you're cohesiveness talking cohesiveness and don't overshoot it yeah. you know do what you can make it good yeah i mean yeah i mean you don't 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 go out too far it's not we want to do all this stuff and everything's going to work you know nicely and together and yeah i'm not
0: buying it yet yeah, you know, See, Mo, Mo says it right here. Who cares about dual wielding? No, that I never Nick, I'm just Nick, Nick a nailed it. There's like eight people out there sitting somewhere saying, you know, I'm not buying this because of dual wielding. No, no, no one's listening to so this. This
1: is the Halo equivalent to ramps. Is that what you're telling me?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Exactly. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. All right. No problem.
2: Yeah, now it, I understand. It's just a, it, it, what was it? Was it Halo? It was Halo Five that introduced ADS, right? Yes. Like full ADS. full ADS. I remember yeah. when they. I I remember when they introduced that. There were so many people like, Halo isn't about ADS. How can you aim down sight in yeah. a Halo game, and it'd be okay. And I'm like, guys, guys, this isn't Unreal Tournament in the 90s anymore. Right. We need to move on.
0: <laughs> and and look at what it did for the championship series. It made it so much more like, you know, clicking the right thumbstick to, to zoom in, even with like a DMR, right? It's so much more intuitive with the Magnum and the DMR and the Battle Rifle and Halo 5. I mean, it's just that's what it is. Yeah. Games yeah. evolve. Yeah. Go figure. The, Halo's first name is Combat Evolved. <laughs> like,
3: come on. I, uh, to, <laughs> that, to that point as well, is like one of the most glorified and critically acclaimed games is God of War from 2018, which was yep. a complete evolution of right. what it was yeah right. and it got it got lauded as being like a darling and oh wow they've completely changed it yeah. but whenever like even doom i see it with doom yeah like when they changed things and and people were critiquing oh, like with the traversal systems in eternal you know yeah. oh that doom slayer oh, shut up like you know, just try different (laughs) things you know try it's like halo you know people want to start splitting hairs over stuff that they're trying like even gears of war gears five some people criticize the fact that it was semi-open world and you could explore certain areas because it was a corridor shooter and it's like i enjoyed gears five me too you know Mm -hmm. some people are too quick to to complain you know
0: always you know how that is it's like you know we well, want I mean, everything to be the same, but it, it's it, that's not how things work. Right, um,
1: like the, the jump button. Like, yeah. I swear to God, if anybody's in the chat that complained about God of War not having a jump button back in the day, <laughs> block me.
0: I don't yeah. care. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm deleting my Platinum because I wanted a jump button. Yeah, that was
1: it. That was the big thing. <laughs> oh my God, this game doesn't even have a jump button? Yeah.
2: Shut Kratos up. Kratos is so old now, his knees don't work, so he can't <laughs> jump. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, 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 it's infuriating
0: yeah no I. I, yeah as Mo said uh yeah 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 we got it we got it and we're not even going to talk about ramps (laughs) the greatest take of 20 if you guys don't know what we're talking about we don't usually name names but there was an editor at a major site who said about cyberpunk which keep in mind is built on an existing franchise it's built in in a lore that's been there for years and years and years that the open world driving was boring because there's not ramps that you can jump around and, (laughs) you know, fly off of. And you're like, where are you? Like, how do you work for a major company right now?
1: Out of all the problems you could put out of all out the to problems, that game.
0: There's no ramps.
1: There's no ramps.
2: Can, can we stop trying to make every open world game GTA five? Because GTA V's not that good. Get over it. <laughs>
0: <Ramps>.
4: <laughs>
0: oh my God. Pompa in the house. Five dollar pompa. Get ready for infinite teabags and halo. Hey, oh yes, man. Dude. It's going to be like a pallet Amazon order of teabags when uh, Infinite launches. It's, it's going to be out of control. I can't wait. Man, more tea reason bags. for me
1: not to play that.
0: Teabags. I've seen
3: something.
1: Who's drinking tea? <laughs> you ever teabagged a dude?
4: <laughs> oh, that teabag. No, oh, right. I, I
3: have my English hat on there and I thought,
4: right.
3: oh, what's going on? Before you guys drunk coffee. Yeah. Dan,
2: I'm going to take a five-dollar wager with you right now. How long mm-hmm. before we see an article on an undisclosed site talking about how toxic teabagging is? In Halo? <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not man. taking that bet. I'm not. taking
1: that bet. <laughs> It's probably going to be IGN. Just <laughs> oh. going with them or oh my
0: God. So all right. So uh, yeah, obviously a ton more to come on Halo here in the future. But let's uh, let's jump it back, man. Let's jump it back. So Dottemu just out of nowhere. Basically showed off this new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, Shredder's Revenge, this week, and I know it caught a lot of uh, it got a lot of attention because of quite frankly, it gave I think a lot of us old guys nostalgia for the old TMNT uh, arcade game and games. Um, but this looks really really good. I'm super excited about this. I realize it's not a big AAA release or anything here. Oh no! But I, I'm I'm excited, man. Co-op, beat 'em up, classic graphics yep. i mean it just looks it looks right you know what i mean
3: yep i, I i'll quickly
0: jump in on that because
3: <laughs> I, don't, I don't like all these topics where i'll talk about um i know what's going on but that that trailer like when when i saw that i think it was shinobi who, who shared it on uh, twitter and i saw it um yeah, that literally like hit me. Like just to see that again, it reminded me of the arcade machine. Like that used to go on the old school. It's like got that old art style. Yeah. <laughs> and that like, like when you say there, it's not triple A. It's like it's not the end of the world. You know no, what I mean? Exactly. It's like the, that I mean, wasn't meant like, to be a bad
0: thing, by the way. No, 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 no. Yeah. I know
3: you, but I'm saying like some people will be like, oh, do you know what I mean? But like, yeah. see Streets of Rage Four that came out uh, last year. Was it last year or the start of this year? Like, they did such a good job with that game. Like, and those side-scroller beat-em-ups, like, it's just nostalgic for people like us. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, when I see this and I see the art stuff, even the trailer, like, the animation, like, the drawings that they used in the actual trailer was, like, the old cartoon. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah. just, like, a proper nostalgic hit. So, uh, did they, because I see them say about putting in your wish list in Steam, but have they confirmed console versions? Good Does anyone plan. know?
0: I did not look.
3: I'm uh, sure it'll come. I'm sure it'll get. But like the main I, trailer was saying about, add it to your wish list. Instead. I thought it
0: was confirmed for them. Let me see if I. It can might. Find it, it
3: might. Well, it's. It's bound to anyway. But it's. It's a good thing. I'm. I'm looking forward to getting my hands on it.
0: Definitely.
1: Is there no online co-op? That's.
0: That's the other thing I was just looking up. Mo in the chat just said there's no online uh, co-op at launch anyway. My uh, yes, coming to PC and consoles. Just no release date yet. Okay. Okay. So, but yeah, so it sounds like couch co-op, at least to start. Hopefully they add online co-op. I guess we'll see. Huh.
1: Hmm. Huh. Yep. It's 2021. (laughs) So, you know, I don't even know what to tell you.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Think about all the other ones, right? We talked about Battletoads. You had Streets of Rage 4. You had uh, Scott Pilgrim just made a resurgence, right? A re-release. Online co-op, especially for co-op beat-em-up seems like a no-brainer at this point in time come on
1: i mean you almost have to have it
0: yeah I and mean,
1: whatever i mean it looks all right i mean it looks it looks like a kind of a refreshed version of the arcade game so which is a good it thing. Was awesome yeah yeah I mean just don't i mean i don't know how you can screw up the turtles but you know don't don't say that <laughs> don't do that just don't, <laughs>
4: don't screw it up yeah.
1: cool Also, let me play with my friend that's not sitting right next to me during the (laughs) pandemic. (laughs) Not like I'm
0: asking much. (laughs) Nick, uh, anything to add here, man?
2: Um, I'm excited for it um, because uh, I played Streets of Rage 4, which was my first Streets of Rage game. Because when Streets of Rage 3 released, I was a year old.
0: Oh, I so, forgot you're the youngin in the house. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I'm 27 years old, so you know. And oh, they're oh, like, they're like, "Streets of Rage makes its return after like 20 something years." I'm like, "Oh lord, I was barely born." Um, <laughs> so, Streets of Rage 4 was brilliant, and I think this one's gonna be brilliant as well because I think the team behind this understands nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Yeah, but. The fact that they understand that, yes, visually, nostalgia is a hell of a drug, but people don't want to play those games and have them feel like they used to. They want them to feel modern while looking retro and colorful and everything else. And that was kind of the brilliant thing with Streets of Rage 4. The controls were good. They felt modern. They were free-flowing. It was easy to pick up and play. Like I never even played this series before, and I jumped right in, and it was fun. It was challenging and everything else. And I think that's kind of the beauty of it. And if they do the same work they did with Streets of Rage 4 with this one, it'll be another big hit. And I'm going to just start out there right now. This one will also be day one on Xbox Game Pass.
1: Nice. Nice yeah. prediction. You know what they don't understand? Online co-op.
2: <laughs> so well, it, it blows my mind because Streets of Rage 4 has online co-op. Yes, it does. But I, I played
0: that game beginning to end with COG, actually. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but this one doesn't. And I'm just... It was the same thing with Battletoads. I remember Battletoads released. And, like, we were in main lockdown up here. Like, I couldn't even leave my house except for work. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to play Battletoads with my three-year-old kid, I
0: guess. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of bizarre. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I love the look of it. I love everything about it. I did not know that about online co-op. So, it's like I was super excited and just got kind of let down a little bit. But um, you never know. Mm. I mean, if it seems to be a lot I was gonna say there seems to be a lot of interest in this game, right? So if they have a partnership with Xbox for Game Pass, it sells well on PC and other platforms. Then you know maybe they'll add it well, shortly after.
1: Now hold on for a second. Like the Steam thing says, single player, online co-op, shared split screen co-op, full controller support on its wish on, on the on the Steam page.
0: It says yeah. online co-op.
1: Yeah, so Mo, they, are
0: you screwing us up? We're blaming Mo for don't this. Don't you one. do this? Come on, Mo. Mombo. Mombo? get it you, together you man screwed
1: up the entire segment
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: uh, he, he's not gonna be able to dab his way out of this one <laughs>
1: no, i'm just looking at it it's a single player online co-op a shared split screen co-op full controller sport remote play together i don't know what the hell that means but you
2: know. yeah that would generally insinuate that you could play with other people then yeah, yeah. all right like, online. that's
0: just okay. a
1: steam thing so
0: the steam I mean, page yeah. We'll we'll get to the bottom of this and uh, make sure we do an update here. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Christ Mo,
0: Mo, gosh, <laughs> um, I love you, Mo. Uh. Uh, <laughs> we'll move on to uh, before we just get to what we're currently playing and stuff. I wanted to touch on dying Light two because we did get uh, we've got an upcoming dev stream here next week, which we'll obviously talk about more next week. But this game, um, I don't know about you guys, but you know they have not shown much of this game at all. Um, they it won a ton of awards at E3 2019. So almost two years ago now, it looked fantastic in watching. We watched an entire mission at the closed door thing at E3 in 2019. And it just looked incredible. And it was one of our favorite games of the show. We did a video about it. And, you know, we've heard a lot of rumors about Techland being in, you know, the quote development hell and all kinds of issues going on over there. Um, but it's funny. They put out about this dev stream yesterday and someone made a comment to them about, development hell and they actually responded to it and just said that uh you know what this game is going through is the is definitely not development hell it's continued to make very good progress over the past many months and uh they can't wait to show it off on uh i think it's wednesday next week right the 17th
3: yeah okay
0: um So who knows, you know, maybe it's a combination of circumstances. I'm usually a a person that uh, says, you know, where there's smoke, there's some sort of little fire at least. So maybe they have had some issues, big games like this, that happens, but you know, it is a huge game. It's very ambitious from a world and mission design perspective. And as we say, seemingly every week, there is a pandemic that really did a, you know, screwed up a lot of game development. So maybe it just needed a lot more time to bake. Like we talked about it. And then like we talked about, and it's getting to the point now where they are finally ready to show this. And if they do come out, it shows well. And they announce like a summer release or some release date. Um, I think all the stuff that's happened or not happened over the past 18 months will be quickly forgotten about because the potential for this game is huge. And there's a massive community that supports the first one, even now, like five years later. Um, Because Techland did a fantastic job of supporting it uh, and being, you know, uh, transparent with the community. So I don't know, guys. I, I'm I'm really really pumped about this. It's just it's it's hard to know exactly until we really see it. And you know, this next week hopefully we'll answer those questions.
2: Well, and people kind of expected to like. I think they showed the game a little early, but there's a there's a key story that a lot of people forgot is like their lead writer was canned. Like Chris Avalon was fired quite quickly and he was the like the narrative lead for dying light too so and from my understanding is they actually scrapped a lot of his work when he was fired okay so that so when you know when you lose your you know your narrative lead and everything else and you go back to the drawing board a bit that's going to take a bit more time to kind of flesh out you know they're doing some more technical stuff on the back end and try and make a really a uh, alive feeling world. So, yeah, it's it's going to take more time and I I definitely think they just showed it off a little too soon. I will be surprised if this still comes to Xbox One and PS4 though. I feel like they're going to be like, "Hey, this is going to be coming in the future, but after the whole Cyberpunk thing, we reevaluated and because, like, it, Cyberpunk did a miracle thing of every developer has an easy out now of ditching their Xbox One and PS4 support because they're like, hey, we care about you guys and we don't want to do the Cyberpunk thing. It's the easiest copy ever.
0: Yeah, and there's, you know, the, the what they're trying to do with this game from a world perspective and the whole factions and zombie crossovers, the parkour system, it's a, it is a very ambitious game. Um, And it's very obvious when they have shown this game, even at E3, of course, it was running on at the time a top PC for obvious reasons. So I think you're right. It won't surprise me, especially if they're not releasing it till like late this year or early next, um, because, you know, at that point, there's obviously going to be a greater adoption of these new consoles. I mean, people are adopting them quickly. The only reason they haven't sold as much so far is due to logistics and everything going on with the whole semiconductor stuff. It's production issues, not really interest issues. So yeah, I think you're right there. Um, I don't know. Darji dying light. You get into that at all? You dabble with it?
3: No, nah, uh, nah. I, uh, I, I didn't play it. I, uh, people I trust like Colt, Colt loves it yeah um so yeah it's another one on the backlog so okay. to speak um yeah uh yeah they they revealed it uh you heard about financial troubles um did, I, I don't know whether it was confirmed or not did I not hear that like xbox or Microsoft were like funding something behind that did they jump in and help them at some point with the game was that a rumor
0: yeah, I don't believe so. I mean, there's been rumors for a while, and it's it's more rumblings on Twitter yeah, about Xbox yeah, you know, think... potentially buying Techland. Oh, but...
3: that's yeah, that might be where it was. But Techland
0: I'm... is Polish, and those Polish companies like Techland, CDPR, Bloober Team, they're Poland supports the game developers from a government government standpoint as well. Yeah. So there, it's a very different structure there. That's why yeah. when people talk about acquisitions of those companies, I'm always a little kind of I hold like... on.
3: I just feel like, you know, they revealed the game as if to say, yep, yeah, it's coming, you know. Um, delays, everything's been delayed. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, every... Yeah. Even bigger publishers have, so to speak, shit themselves since Cyberpunk has happened. You know, <laughs> yeah. whether you whether you enjoyed, like, Jarsicario, again, I know he enjoyed the game. Fonz enjoyed the game. But it doesn't yeah. mean that there weren't problems with the game. Right. Um, and everyone is sort of delaying stuff so to speak but i mean if they've come out and said no nah, we're fine um we're on track at the end of the day everyone who's had some sort of delay or it's been extended out you're expecting a better product from them. if that game comes and is trash um then it's uh it's, it's going to be worse but yeah i'm definitely the the parkour stuff and that um i'm definitely looking forward to wednesday to see see what they show you know
0: yeah yeah, me too. I'm very curious to see. I just show.
3: feel like delays, <clears throat> like you say, even with the hardware, like people, are, like the, like a PlayStation 5 in the UK and an Xbox Series S or X are like rocking all shit at the minute. Like you just can't, <laughs> you can't, you can't like, and that's a knock on effect for everything, you know, because of the pandemic, you know, production's slower. Yeah. You know, and with the games as well, working from home and stuff. So it's like we're going to be seeing stuff delayed for, for through to next year, you know. Oh, yeah. 100%. So everyone's back at work.
0: Yeah, Carl at, at Season Gaming, he's been trying to get a PS5 for, since launch in the UK. And he got lucky and got one last week. But it took him, what, five months, you know, to be able to actually get one.
3: Yeah, Um, they're, they're um, I, I heard today I had a conversation because I drove like seven hours. <laughs> to someone who I knew Had a console for sale oh. Christmas for my nephew um, And uh, He obviously games a lot He's 14 and uh, he's Starting to have that really bad drifting issue With the controllers uh, okay. um, So I heard there's a thing going on In the states with him and that But um, yeah it's just It's all like do you know what I mean Like it's uh, the pandemic's Just affected everything you know yeah. The world over so yeah. this is just delays on a game although we don't like it you know we can't sit here and really be selfish and start going oh do you know what i mean so yeah it's just the way the world is at the minute
0: yeah just to bring just to bring
3: every sorry to bring everyone down (laughs) just to remind everyone what's happening
0: at the minute (laughs) dan i can't remember because we haven't talked about dying light forever were you a dying light guy
1: like here's the thing about that game i loved like Everything about it except for the actual content, which sounds stupid.
0: What what, what do you mean by content? Well, like
1: the actual, you know, the the, the horror aspect of it, I guess. Oh, okay. Like the gameplay was awesome. You know, I love the crafting system. I loved all that stuff. And, like, me making it past, like, the four-hour mark, I've tried that game three times, is so hard because I can't get past, like, when you when it goes dark and that whatever that thing is chasing you and you're just running and yeah you know what i'm talking about well, they yeah. get
0: they get ultra aggressive at night and super yeah, yeah it's ridiculous
1: yeah so you know i it's it, but everything else about it i loved it you know like it, it, there was there was so much potential the stuff we saw at uh e3 whenever it happened with the dying light 2 it was 2018 maybe
0: yeah that no, um, was 2019 when they 2019 started. Yeah, okay. they won a bunch of awards at E3. I mean, that's how good the gameplay yeah. presentation Everybody
1: was. Everybody got a statue. It was like, hey.
0: Yeah, I got the statue sitting right there. There you go. Right
1: But off screen. yeah, I mean, it, it looks really cool, like what they showed. But now I have no idea. I think up until the, now, you know, from then till this point, you know, with everything that's happened, you know, what the hell does it look like now? Hopefully we'll see Yeah. here in a few days. But I haven't the slightest idea. So I'm I'm down with it, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see it. I mean, it had it, the potential. We always say that, but the potential right. for this game is massive. Uh, and it, 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 I think it's more encouraging seeing what Techland's done for the support with the community with Dying Light 1, which, I sure. mean, just got big expansions. It got tons of free updates, and they just kept updating it, yeah. uh, which is great. So, I mean, if they have a bigger, better world in Dying Light 2 with more content and they have that same support model for years to come, it could be a really big IP. Really we'll big. See. So, Cool. Nick, I know, uh, I know you've got to head out in a little bit, so I wanted to get to you before you do. Around, uh, you know, what you've been playing, what you've been up to, what's uh, what's good.
2: played uh, playing a little bit, of everything right now. Honestly, um, got PS Five like two weeks ago because I walked, I literally had the best luck in the world. I walked walked into my EB Games and was like, "Hey." Um, How does one go about trying to get on a list or a notification list for Gang of PS5? And they're like, oh, well, we had a guy whose pre-order came in, but he hasn't paid us. Do you have the money right now? And I was like, yep, here's my money. Got the (laughs) PlayStation 5. Away I went. Um, Someone did not have a good day after that, um, but it wasn't me, so it was okay. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Spider-Man Miles Morales, just polishing off the platinum on that. Cool. Um, got, got back into The Division 2 on Xbox yes. because I was like, oh, well, I should just look at the enhancements and play that for like half an hour and then move on. And then I played for four hours and now I'm playing the game every night again. And yeah, it's addicting as hell, man. Oh, it's, it's absolutely it's impossible to separate from. And uh, yeah, I work on uh, for a piece on WC. So I've been kind of uh, installing a bunch of Bethesda games to get screenshots and uh trying not to get sucked into games like morrowind again and you know (laughs) just just you know opening up the game loading my save getting a couple of screen grabs and then trying to exit without getting too invested um and it's honestly hard and uh other than that just relaxing and watching my wife play through bioshock for like the 15th time so nice
0: <laughs> that's awesome uh can you say what the piece is on is the piece on bethesda or something else
2: uh it's uh, it's a little bit about uh games that um people may not have played from the bethesda back catalog and okay. they're now part of uh xbox game pass so you know the things that are part of your membership that uh you may not know about or maybe you should play i evil within and things like that yeah
0: yeah, yeah. great games I need to go back and play two and two has been updated too. So I, I really need to go back and play. it. Um, sweet, man. Uh, Darge, what you got going on, man? What you been playing? I know you mentioned division earlier too, but you play yeah, anything I'm, good.
3: If I'm being honest, mate, I've, uh, I've just got I like, say, I've gone back to work uh, two, three weeks ago. Uh, it's just been crazy. Like working weekends. I haven't really played a lot. If I'm being honest, the last sort of thing I did play was division two. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got a load of stuff to play. I mean, I started the medium. Uh, I enjoy it, actually. I actually really enjoyed what I played in that game. I, I know, like, a lot of people, you know, obsessed about the fact that there wasn't a, a weapon as such. But I yeah, think, yeah. Um, Bloober I, really team it, I think Blue Team actually did, though. They came out and said it was more of an experience game, it was yeah, more to do with area. the the environment and, uh, and the story. Um, so, yeah, still got to go back to that, finish that. Control, obviously, I, I, I want to jump into that. Yeah, yeah. I've got loads going on, man. But I, um, yeah, I'll probably just do another week at work and probably won't get a lot of time to do anything. <laughs>
0: That's fair enough. Completely fair enough. Understood. Um, Dan, I know we've talked a lot about Division 2 lately. Um, yeah. In fact, I might be jumping and We're going to try to do Raid soon. Um, you know, man. Yeah, you're already counted as part of the team, so you better be ready. I'm always ready. Play legendary again? You want to try that? No,
1: absolutely not. (laughs) That's insane.
0: So, for those listening, I I tried to explain legendary, which is the hardest thing you can do in Division Two. Like, very late end game, maximize build, have to have a full squad of four that are ready to go. And I was like, "Yeah, let's try it later." And uh, Dan's like, "I'll just jump in and check it out." You know, I've been doing really good on whatever level you were playing on. You texted me back like 30 seconds later. You're like, "I'm already dead." Like, yeah, that didn't last. It's hard. It's hard work. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah.
4: I mean,
3: it's, yeah, it's very. Is yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So I did
0: talk to uh, my my. Uh, future son-in-law last night who runs legendary missions and he was explaining to me what to do so it's all about skill builds he said skill 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 so So we've got to recover
1: and let everything else do the work for you that's
0: exactly what he said yeah exactly what he said
1: that's boring as hell
0: (laughs) (laughs) well you do it in a squad right so you're you've basically got turrets and fireflies and healing and all this stuff going on while you're shooting oh um, you're still shooting i guess oh, of course right. you're not just sitting there but i mean I, you know yeah that's what right. i would be doing <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway yeah so besides division two man you play anything else good uh
1: you know i I'm, it's fun i played anthem a few times i've played especially. anthem too actually yeah.
0: and I, uh which made me more sad
1: yeah and i i went and spent some money on uh that i had already I was gonna so you didn't spend no years. i did not buy anymore uh I, I i was able to get rid of maybe half of what I had, so I still have some more. So hopefully, you know, bioware just keep changing that, you know, weekly thing. Maybe I'll I'll get a few more, uh maybe I'll get it all spent one day. We'll do uh, a giveaway.
0: Yeah. We'll do a giveaway yeah. for anthem currency.
2: Yeah. I just have to adjust when I make fun of you on my podcast for like sixty dollars in currency. I now have to know it has thirty dollars worth of currency in anthem. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's like closer right now. I
1: think I bought originally fifty. I'm down to <laughs> I'm down to about 25 so i'm about halfway I'm,
2: you know i'm, I'm pretty sure that you too. could I, I i'm pretty sure you could maybe pawn it off to luke and he would find some good purpose for it if you could you pawn, pawn it luke. off to somebody Luke. luke.
1: yeah it, it's 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 one of those things where it's like you know i i only run like the colossus so i was like okay i just gotta get colossus stuff and i was like oh well, i'll just buy this stupid emote because you know i can because I have no other thing to do with it. It's funny because, like, you know, that, that that's the kind of thing. Like, I, when I logged into Sea of Thieves last night, I've also been playing that uh, a little bit. I had currency in that game. Of course <laughs> <the park did. laughs> Right? And I was like, man, I haven't played this for like six months and there's like 40 bucks worth of stuff in here. I can buy like some boats. This is awesome. <laughs> so that was cool. Um, and I, I, I've been kind of plugging away, which is, I don't understand why I'm doing this, but I'm on Metal Gear Solid 5 again. Um. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think I'm ignoring the story because I didn't understand it the first time I played it. I'm really not getting it this time either. But the combat mechanics and the, the, everything else about that game is okay. so goddamn good. Okay, Metal Gear Solid. Oh. Five. Five. Like okay. everything else about it, aside from the Kojima-ness, is so good. Like the close-quarter <laughs> combat is like just so good. The The stealth stuff is so good. You know, everything else is really, really good. But, like, I don't understand what's happening. So, it's just it's just frustrating. That's I don't right. know what to do. Yeah. But, so, Nick, you know, I know
0: how to bounce. Yeah. Um, thank <laughs> I thought he was going to say bye. He just dipped on us. So, I'll shout yeah. out for him. So, uh, Nick, uh, you know, always welcome. He's uh, on the gaming perspective on Tuesday nights now that I know they moved their time. Uh, so, definitely check him out online. But, yeah, man, I think um, I went back and played some Anthem, too. And, yeah. It made me sad because I was having fun. Yeah, um, me too. It runs in 30 frames. It's not fully optimized. It's still beautiful, despite not being a Series X like update. Um, but it, uh, yeah, I was just having a lot of fun. I got into one of those, not strongholds, but one of those things you can do where you go somewhere and and there was a some like max level interceptor in there. And him and I just worked together and killed everything. He sent me a message afterwards, and it was like it was a lot of fun. And I'm like, man, there's just so much potential for this game. And they did add some stuff to it um, yeah, since I last played it. But yeah, it's you know we won't harp on it. But um, th- but other than that, Division Two and obviously Halo, uh, been getting back into. So you guys um, win
1: your second round. You guys play.
0: I don't. We really... play tonight. Oh, you played tonight. I don't yeah, know why had, I thought you guys played already. Play tonight, so. All right. Yeah, yeah, cool. I gotta get ready. Um, someone earlier, I think it was Gaz, was saying. Uh, someone said I look sleepy. Uh, I need some sauce, and I said I'm saving my sauce for tonight, baby. Come on, I gotta, I gotta be prepared. So, Darge, man, I don't think anyone has ever super chatted while being on the panel.
3: Yeah, man. No. Uh, think- it's um, you know, it's just uh, it's good to be on. Like, I just uh, I do watch these shows. Um, a few of the different, like Mo. Mo Kwama, I ended up through Game On, doing a show with him, yep. got talking, started listening to Backlog, so I listen to that all the time, so I'm, I'm always listening, like, I said to uh, Dan for the start, like, I always listen to the news with the gaming, I don't get to game too much, I don't have a lot of time, like, but... I it, and I like listening to the discussion you know like yeah. you guys who who live it like you know you play the games you, you love it like season gaming iron lords you know rdx all of them like round L4 I listen to all the different opinions and stuff and yeah. it's nice to be able to jump on you know
0: yeah no it's great so man thanks thanks oh no thank you man I really appreciate that so thanks for the super chat um let me shout out a few things real quick and uh you know as i always say if you've liked the show you're listening you're watching please give us a like please share it out it's just it's usually appreciated it kind of goes without saying and i you know i i don't usually say it a lot but uh it does help a lot um so a couple things going on yeah halo tournament so gaming beyond the box our friends over there Wilmy and the crew and fork and bomber and lady and everyone husk um Round two is going on today and tomorrow uh, for the tournament season gaming. We play tonight at 1030 central late night primetime matchup against another favorite in the tournament. Uh, the Xbox ultimate podcast with uh, fun speculation MAV and his crew. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to, it's going to be crazy. I'm debating whether or not I'm going to stream it live. We'll see. Um, I'm looking forward to playing tonight, but I'll be, it's going to be a hot one. Uh, Who are so you guys be, playing? Say it again. Who you guys playing? Who? Who? Yeah, Hmm. uh, Fun Speculation, Uh, his wife, Caitlin, and um, uh, 3-Bit, and Pong. Actually, Pong's their fourth member. So Pong Hmm. was in the chat earlier and said, uh, you know, look, you're looking tired. You don't have to play tonight. Don't worry about it. And I said, no, I'm going to be good for tonight. Hmm. Uh, I get pumped pumped for tournaments. So, uh, yeah, yeah. 1030, man, 1030 Central. Make sure you join. I'll I'll stream it if uh, if I need to. Pat's going to be streaming it, too.
1: Dear Lord. What?
0: 1030? We 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 had to work it out because Pong is on uh, PTK's podcast and they've got that 200th episode tonight, Uh, so they're running late. And I was like, "We're we're just gonna have to play late." But it's fine, man. You know me, Saturday nights I'm up to like 4 a.m. anyway. So yeah, yeah, I can't wait. That's perfect for me and the crew. So we're we're pumped. Um, Paul, good to see you, man. Thanks for stopping by. Um, Good in game. Speaking of Paul, perfect timing. Good in Gaming Initiative. So, uh, a long piece I put out this week. It took uh, a long time to put together around uh, Gaming to Heal, is what I called it. Um, and it's all about uh, community members and some of the research around using video games to deal with things like anxiety, depression, loss, uh, mental health, things of that nature. Um, it was a tough one at times to put together, but uh, I'm really proud of what came out of that and what that article kicked off is uh, a new initiative for season gaming as a site called the good in gaming where we're going to really work with other channels content creators outlets on things relating to the positivity of video games so um anything that really highlights uh the good in gaming that's the whole point of it right so we've got a few articles up there now including my new one uh and or faz who's in the chat she wrote one a little while ago around um uh, addressing toxic, toxicity towards women in gaming. That's up there. Uh, another article from me and an interview I did with um, um, someone who lost their son, who was the inspiration for our Extra Life team because we all play for Extra Life and we're currently the number one team in the world right now, which is awesome. So um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a very big thing for us. I wanted to shout it out. If you're listening to this later, please check it out. And uh, also, I've already said my DMs are always open. Uh, you can also reach me at aboden at seasongaming.com. Uh, I've already heard from several other people who want to talk to me about things in the future, but if you'd like to reach out, you can remain anonymous. I don't have to publish your name. Um, it'd be really great to work with you and, uh, get these stories shared. So, um, yeah, thank you. And thank you to Paul who's in the chat. He's one of the people that is featured in the article that's up right now. So, um, head xbox headset comes out next week i wanted to shout that out uh the new official kind of headset uh i'm going to be doing a video review of it and then we're going to follow that up later with uh, a comparison to some other xbox headset models uh which dan is going to do because he's owned about 92 of them so um (laughs) he has experience with all these headsets and can give you the breakdown as to what may be best for you and how it compares to the others so it's gonna be fun anyway man Darge. Why don't you uh, let people know where they can find you, man? You and your daughter. Come on. She can come in. Yeah,
3: come. Come on in. We are. (laughs) You can find me. um, There's a a YouTube channel somewhere, which ain't been updated for ages. Um, But you'll you'll mainly find me on Twitter, at Dars Night. Yeah, try and not get too messy on there if I can. So, yeah. Thanks for having me on, though. See, like, especially Ains, like I've been speaking to you for a while. You know, yeah. you're one of the what I'd call like a good guy in the community. You know, like Thank so, you. it's good to come on here. Um, yeah, just ha- happy to be on here. Have have a little talk about video games. You know, it's boring. It's boring. She said. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Well, we like it, but uh, yeah. yeah. Thanks again. Anyway, cool. I appreciate
0: it. It's not Roblox, that's for sure.
3: Yeah, she likes Roblox. <laughs>
0: well, they're worth forty-five billion dollars, so I think a lot of people like Roblox, which is yeah, nice. I don't
3: like. I don't like paying for the Robux though. But she likes that. That's yeah, she yeah. likes
0: it. <laughs> no worries. No, Darge, appreciate the comments, man. And uh, yeah, obviously, we'll continue to to chat and interact. And it uh, won't be the last time you be on for sure. So we'll, I appreciate uh, it. Yeah, we'll do it again. Dan, Thanks. Mr. Monkey. Yeah, I'll man. see you on Division Two. Anything else you want to call out?
1: No, I think we're good. Okay. (laughs) I never have much to say.
0: It's fine. I just want to, the the one week where I like just skip over you, you're going to be like, wait, I wanted to say something. So I just make sure to ask,
1: you know. Yeah, I'll be on the division. (laughs)
0: Uh, Uh, Definitely, guys. So just to close out, check out Gaming Beyond the Box uh, and the Halo tomorrow. It takes a lot of work to put these things together. Um, you know, I talked with Fork this morning, um, him and I for a little bit and it's, you know, it's easy to sit back and say, Oh, this tournament's this, this tournament's that it's a lot of work, man. It's a lot of work coordinating with 16 different podcasts to try and put a tournament together at different times and streaming and videos and highlights. And so please check it out. Uh, our good friends over there. So with that, man, it's been a, been a real fun show. So, uh, that was uh big cast 145. Um, thanks as always for checking us out and we will see you next Saturday. Peace.